Welcome to another episode of Eat Shit and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. I'm Jared. And I'm Jondi. And she's with me. I am. As always. And this week we're talking about... You gonna sing this? Oh. Gonna, uh, you don't have to. Carry on my wayward games. They'll be fun when you are pat. Place these games in your bag. Don't be bored no more. And then I wrote, sorry, John D. Yeah, because he didn't realize how incredibly lame I would be in the fact that I thought it was clever and fun. And even though it was. Uh, no, I knew. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did I know, I knew that you'd sing it and yeah. you'd be super excited about it, too. Yep, because I'm super lame. Yeah, so uh, convention season is... Uh, about to ramp up. Um, yeah, it's just around the corner. I think we all lost the housing lottery, Gen Con housing lottery. I did not try to mm-hmm. get housing, so um, I don't know anybody that did well in it this yeah. year, though. That's like, smart, though. You can't lose if you don't play. Yeah, that's true. And I did not play. Yeah, um, it was really great. It was really cool to be like, all right, here's my time. Let me log in. Oh, there's a bunch of connected hotels. Uh, oh, well, okay. Every time I click on one, it says not. Oh, uh, okay. Well, there's none anywhere. Great. You got one relatively close though, right? Mm, it's two miles away, but it's not too bad. like when I logged on, um, like both Marriott's were there. Uh, there was a Hyatt that was there. The Omni was not there. But then I clicked on like more information. If I want to book this hotel, and it said, "Sorry, there's no rooms." So, mm. well, two miles isn't too bad, though. Well, unless you're spoiled, ideal. unless you're spoiled and have, unless this is going to be the first Gen Con you've ever gone to where you didn't stay in one of the hatch- attached hotels. So, if you weren't already spoiled by staying in a taste, yeah. I mean, I've stayed in a not attached hotel but a bunch of times, and it's really. It's not that bad. Well, there was that one time at Geekway that you stayed in that uh, grocery store parking lot. Yes, yes. You stayed in a... It was a Schnooks parking lot, right? Uh, well, yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Uh, it was a hotel, but it was in the parking it lot. It was in the parking lot of a grocery store. It was super weird. The GPS was like, turn left in a thousand feet. And, we're and I was like, like what? That's, that's, a that's a Schnooks. A, that's grocery store. Yeah. It was well, pretty, anyway, pretty uh, okay I don't know if we... Go. Did we introduce this episode? I know we did. The, you sang the song, but, yes, I mean, so but we're we didn't talking say about, what we're doing. Yeah, so we're talking about games that travel well. Not travel games, but right. games that travel well. So games you can toss in your bag and take to a convention to play with your friends. Although we're lucky that we live um, pretty centralized to most of the... I don't want to say bigger conventions, because Geekway is not that big, but most of the, you know, like Origins, Gen Con... Right. Although you still, if you're going to pack games, it's still, we learn from experience, it's better to just try to bring the smaller games or no games. No games, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because conventions <laughs> I was going to let you have, make your point, but. Uh, conventions that have libraries, a lot of times you'll think, oh, I'm going to bring this game, and then you end up only playing games in the library anyway. Yeah, or you can uh, do a really cool thing and take one of your favorite, take that games with you to a convention, and then it disappears, and you have to buy another one on eBay. Oh, did that happen to you? Mm-hmm. What game was it? Uh, it was uh, Lifeboats. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. My favorite take back game, nobody will play with me. Which one? End of the line. Oh, yeah, you're right. No one will play with you. <laughs> All right. Do you, we want to talk about what we're supposed to talk about or do yeah. we want to waste I another mean, we were, four minutes? We are kind of talking about we it. We were but, getting there. Yeah. So, yeah, we can just start writing on our list if you want. Yeah. Burl Bros. 
Burger, yeah, Burger Brothers. Um, Burger Brothers. It's in a pretty good, uh, it's a you know nice, easy to pack size box. Uh, it's kind of a tower size box, but it's it's uh, it would fit very nicely into even a carry on bag. I do need to put a disclaimer here: we are not legally responsible for anything that happens to you uh, via TSA for any of these games that you take <laughs> uh, with our advice. Although I have learned that when you have board games in your carry-on, TSA gets real confused when they your bag goes through. They do not understand. They do not. When they see it in the I guess X-ray, a deck box looks like a... Full of full of cards looks like a bomb. I guess I every single time I've had board games in my bag, my bag gets... Um, it goes off to the side where you yeah, know that you're get getting extra, your bag back and they yeah. uh, open it up and look through it. And ev- I mean, every single stinking time. When we were coming back from Japan, uh, we had a bunch of Kit Kats... And we were going through TSA back in America. Like when we went through this security stuff in Japan, no problem at all. They didn't care. Nobody even looked at me. They were like, oh, white guy. All right, go ahead. Uh, but we, when we landed in America and transferred from international to domestic, you have to go through TSA. Mm-hmm. So you have to like leave the security checkpoint, get your bag after you go through immigration, blah, blah, blah. So the guy was like, all right, do you have any food or anything? We were like, well, we've got a bunch of Kit Kats. I don't know if that's food. I think what you mean is produce. We don't have any of that. And he was like, all right, can you take it out of the bag for me? And you're like, it's, um, it's, the, it's the whole bag. <laughs> this, this bag is only full of Kit Kats. So sure, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to dump out the whole bag? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, they were very confused by the amount of Kit Kats that we brought back with us. Like, you That's don't understand fair. when I said this bag is full of Kit Kats, I meant this bag is full of Kit Kats. That's fair. Um, I'm sure lots of people could share nerd horror stories for oh, going yeah. through the TSA. Um, you Burger, know, because... Burgle Brothers. <laughs> yeah. So, Burgle Brothers. <laughs> yes. Sorry, everybody. This is this is the quality content that you tuned in for. Right. So, Jared, when's, um, tell me about Burgle Brothers. I mean, um, I know about so it. So, you are in a gang, and uh, there's a heist about to go down. And um, no, no one is brothers. I don't, I don't believe there's any brothers in the game. I'm not sure why it's called Burgle Brothers. Maybe because Mario Brothers, but they're actually brothers, and they're plumbers, not burglars. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's a heist. You staked out this building, and now you're going in. Yep. It's semi-fully cooperative. Semi. Well, you know, Johnny, if the cops are coming mm-hmm. and I can leave and leave you here and you're not going to rat me out. Now, so this game, it plays one of four players. It's from uh, uh-huh. Tim Fowers, yes. which is, yeah, Fowers Games. Yeah. Yeah, I had to think about it. So you're not going to find it in a lot of your local game stores. You're going to have to order it from Tim Fowers' website. But don't let that discourage you. It is a fun game. It has three different floors, which are like four by four tiles. And all of the floors have like different safes that yeah. you have to crack. So it's, I mean, it's pretty fun. I have seen a really cool acrylic. Uh, so, so the game comes as a way for you to have the building made. Yes. But um, I've seen an acrylic one. That is like an acrylic tower that you put the building pieces on instead of the cardboard pillars that normally you would use. Okay. Uh, Daft Concepts also makes a tower. Daft Concepts? Wow. (laughs) Tell me more. 
Yeah, Dascon, Daft Concepts makes lots of uh, laser cut board game accessories. And one of the accessories that they make that is fairly popular is the Burgle Brothers Tower. I have seen it. It actually was a, it was how I discovered the Burgle Brothers game in the first place. I saw their tower and I was like, ooh, what's this? And learned about Burgle Brothers that way. So it's, it's a laser cut tower and it's, it's pretty cool. What is that there? would not make it an easily travel travel game though if you're trying to bring like a tower and all that kind of kind of take away from the purpose of just tossing it into your carry on. Jondi, is there some kind of special uh, deal that is our listeners can get? <laughs> as far as I know, the code still works. Yeah, it is I don't know actually. Eat, chit and dice. 10 and that's all spelled out wow that sounds like that code could save you 10 percent off of your order yep as far as i know it's still active yeah great do do you like my commercial uh you know my role playing as a guy that has clearly never seen a commercial before or heard a commercial before and doesn't know how to do a commercial sure jared even though i've done tons of commercials Uh professionally sure so the next game is hive which is like, Jared likes to call it bug chess. Yeah, it's not fair to call it bug chess because it's not chess, but, you know, I mean, it, lo- it looks like chess, kind of. Right. And all of the pieces have their own movement patterns like chess would. So yes. So it's chess-ish. Ish. It is a very abstract game. Yeah, there's no board. It's just some hexagons. Yeah. I I like it okay. It's not a go-to game for me. But whoops. It is a great game for travel. Lots of people uh really like the game and it's one that kind of has really nice uh table appeal like when you have it out, people are like, "Ooh, if they haven't seen it, they're they're very curious about what sure, the game is." Sure. So you can really kind of attract new players to play with if you have a game like hide 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 hive out yeah it um, stores in a bag so you can take it with you you can ditch the box Mm -hmm. and there's a to-go version which i think is unnecessary where it's like 50 percent smaller but honestly if you just have the regular size there's um a normal colored one and then there's a uh, just black and white one Mm -hmm. called uh, hive carbon i like that one the most i think it looks the nicest on the table and uh, it's just as portable as Hive Junior. I don't know remember what it's called. The the portable version Hive to go. Sure. I don't know. I think it's called like Hive Mini or something like that. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. I have the base game, and I have a couple of the expansions, like the little mini expansions for it. But I I have never even opened my copy. I looked it up. It's called Hive Pocket. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Or just get Hive Carbon, because I think that's the coolest looking one. Right. I do I do like the look of that one. I don't remember if I have that one. I don't think I do. Um. Yeah, I don't know if you do or not. I don't remember. Great. So the next one is not exactly a board game, but it, you, I mean, you seriously could put this one in your back pocket. It's little. You could, a girl's toss it in your purse, or guys, if you carry... Uh, a man bag. Mm-hmm. You could put it in your man bag. Uh, but it's called Tofu Kingdom. And yes. it is a role-playing game. Sort of. Yes, yeah, sort of. Well, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird. It's it's fun the first few times you play it. Uh, Blue Orange Games. 
it's um it's like in this little zipper tin that's maybe the size of like a, a credit card if a credit card was perfectly square and then the thickness of but it's not a tin. It just looks kind of, it's shaped like one. The it's front kind and of back s- is tin. Is it? Yeah. The, the actual like surface of it, but then it's on, on a cloth zipper yeah, thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird box. Um, the way the game works, it's kind of a role playing game, kind of a social deduction game. Um, one person gets to be Prince Mochi and the other people have to figure out like who Princess Tofu is. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's fun. It's cute. But outside of taking it to a convention and playing it there. Like, like I don't want to play it at my house. I don't want to have a game night and be like, let's play Tofu Kingdom. Well, and it's not... It's one of those games where if you're not playing it with the right crowd of people, it's not going to be fun. Right. So you want to play it with people that are going to, you know, really throw themselves into playing Prince Mochi yeah. or whatever. The art is adorable. And... It looks like there's a fan made the Adventure Time re-theme. Adventure mm-hmm. Time re-theme yeah, of it. I've seen that. So that's a thing. If you the art is really cute. Yes, if you're into Katamari, it's, it's Katamari-ish. Yes. Yes, it is very. Oh, was that Siri? What was that? What did you yeah, just it was to? Siri. She answers to Katamari now. No, I hit the button. Oh, by accident. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Tofu King, and check it out. It's like $10. So even if you're like, eh, it was only okay. And it comes I, with these little, like, I think they're supposed to be soybeans. I don't know how I got my copy. I was at a convention where you I was were working. At Origins, and I told you to go over and no, look at it. But I did. I But I, I never did. You showed me the copy. Um, it was several conventions later. Oh. The game just showed up in my bag. Oh. I have no idea where it came from. I don't know if it belonged to somebody else, but I found it in my bag after our booth was closed and packed up, and I was like, hmm, okay. So. Well, I should double check that I have mine. Make sure I didn't take it with me to a different convention and drop it off in your bag. Yeah, I Sounds like something I would do. It does. It does. So, yeah, I have no idea how I ended up with it. Well, interesting. We both have Pocket Mars, but I have a different printing than you have. Yes, I have the Gray Fox Games printing, but there is a previous version of it from another company. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty much the same game. It is. Yes, I asked and he told me that it was exactly the same inside the box. Mm -hmm. It's a card game. It's a really small box. It, It has like just some cards. Is that why it's called Pocket Mars? Because it's so small? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's got little meeples in it. That's really the only thing extra in it. It's a pretty quick game. Yeah, it's like half an hour max. Yeah. But what's really surprising about the game is for a light... Well, I wouldn't even call it light. For a small game like that, it is a heavyweight. It's it's a pretty heavy game for... I'd call it like a medium. Yeah. Medium to heavier medium. There's a lot of game in this tiny little box. Medium to medium well. Yeah. But I will say that when you read through the rules, you can learn the game very quickly. You might not be great at playing it, but you can learn the game quickly. The first time I played it, we... We're able to sit down, set up, and be playing within about 10 minutes because the rules yeah. are actually really well written. 
at least in my version. I don't know if they changed the rules at all. But uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think that the rules were really that changed. But I haven't compared both versions. I just asked them when I saw that they were printing it. I was like, "Oh, hey, I have that game. You, what's what's different about yours?" And he was like, eh, "Not much." I it's think- a, it's a pretty fast game too. Even when you're new at playing, it only takes about thirty minutes to play through a whole game. I think it plays really well at two players. I will have to try it at two players. Yeah. I have only played it with, I believe there were three of us when okay. I played it. It was uh, Jeremy and I, and I think Larry oh, okay. played it with us. And we all know I like space games anyway. Yes. So this was like an instant buy for me when I saw it. I didn't even know much about the game. I was like, oh, it's a space game I don't have. And it isn't one that's going to take me five hours to play. So I'm in. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. It's very much an area control hand management style game. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Without I, a board. Well, the board is the cards. The cards, and there's like these little, if I remember right, there are little like cardboard chits for each of the way, where the cards are, if I remember right. I don't remember though. I don't. Mm. It's a really small game and it travels. Yeah. Easy. I mean, you could take it out of the box and put it in a a deck box if you really wanted to. Yeah, you really could. I mean, I I guess you, I mean, I don't know why you would want to. You wouldn't need to. I mean, the box is really, really thin. I mean, you could easily just toss this in the front pocket of your luggage and. Yeah. Be ready to go. Uh, In contrast to that, this next game you can put on a lanyard and wear around your neck. Tell me how that works, Jared. Well, I don't know. They made three different versions of, of this of this game, and one of them is in... Okay. You know when you go to a water park and you see all the people with their cigarette packs in those little things? In those little things? plastic... Or because, their phones. Yeah. Well... I wouldn't put my phone in one. No. But still, yes, I know what you're talking well, about. Well, anyway, you can get this next game, Palm Island. Uh, it's called like the all-weather edition, something like that. And it comes in one of those... Dumb little, I don't know what they're called. Cigarette lanyards. Cigarette. I don't know anything about cigarettes. So this is a one to two player game, although it really is just a one player game. It really is. You can play it with two players, but it's really more of a solitaire game. Yeah. Here's this. Here's, uh, I guess I can link this to you guys so you can see it here. Um, We'll put that in the episode notes. But here, John, here is what this looks like. I just want you to to be able to see it so you know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you're visualizing it in your head, but I I, I really want you to to see this. I really do know exactly what you're talking about. It's just this little box. Uh, Well, I have the box. I I have the game. You you don't have this one, though. Oh, no. No, I don't. I don't have that one. But, yes. Palm Island. It's, it's... So this is a good game to take if you're going to have like a layover. Or a line to stand in. Yeah. I mean, because you don't even need a table. No. You just turn the cards various different ways to show that you've activated them. Yeah. So it's it's a great game to play if you know you're going to have some downtime in an airport or whatever. Because you don't need to have other people. You can yeah. play it while you're sitting on an airplane and bored. You have 17 cards. Yeah. That's that's what you do. And then you just kind of flip them around like, oh, I've, I've used the resources of this card. Let me mark that by turning it sideways. Yeah. And in, in, in the deck while you're, you hold the whole thing in your hand and you just shuffle through the deck or you mill through, I guess, really. You don't shuffle through, you mill through. But you have to uh, get resources so that you can upgrade buildings to get new abilities to get new upgrades. 
Yep. Now, I know the game comes with two player decks. Are they yes. different or are they exactly the I same? I think they're the same. I... So really, there's enough game in there for two different people to play it. Yeah, yeah. You can play two players. Or you could play separately with both decks, I, I assume. I don't want to make any... I can't... I mean, I've only played the game one time, and I didn't look that closely at the player decks. So don't quote me on this, but right. I'm wondering if you have the game, could you and your friend sitting next to you on the airplane both play the game without playing each other necessarily? Right, right. It's possible. Something to... Maybe check if you buy the game. Well, so there's three different versions. Like I said, there's the waterproof one that comes in the case. There's the um, hybrid edition is what they call it. It it comes with the same plastic cards, um, but not in the plastic box. And then there's like the basic edition that just is um, cardboard, normal card stock in a tuck box. So that one's lame. Don't get that one. I mean, do what you want. I'm not in charge of you. I'm not a doctor, but oh, your download's done, John D. Um, get the get the hybrid edition or the waterproof version. It's not a download. It's a notification that it's my turn in a game. Oh, well, that's the noise that my Macintosh computer makes when a download has finished. Oh, well, it's just a notification. Yeah, Apple on your iPad. Noise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have my sound turned off, though. It's very odd that it made a sound. Wow. Hmm. Well, I don't know. But I do know. About a gentleman with a blue beard who makes, uh, who has a game company that makes some cool games. You do? Yeah. Have you ever heard of any of those games, Johnny? Uh, I have actually. Wow. I think we're getting ready to talk about one. What? What? It's called Lady and the Tiger. Wow. And it came out, I believe, at the end of 2017. It's dated on BGG as a 2017 game. Yeah. It was a Kickstarter. It's pretty new. It's a Jelly Bean Games game. Uh, maybe the Kickstarter was 2017 and the game came out in 2018. But so Lady the Tiger is a really small box and it is five different games that are all played with the same cards. Yep. The card art is really pretty and all of the games are a little bit different. You can play anywhere from two players or all the way up to uh, one of the games is a bluffing game that plays up to six players. Yes. So. Well, there's a solo game too. Yes. Yes. So really it's a one to six player. The game, all of them, like I said, they use the same art and. Well, they use the same everything. Well, yeah, they, I should, yeah, Yeah. the same cards, like all the stuff in the box will play, plays all the different games. It, I've only played one of the games uh, out of all five of them right now. I've played the labyrinth one. That's kind of a maze game, Mm -hmm. but I immediately bought the game because of the art and the fact I liked the Labyrinth one. And I thought it was really cool that with one small box, I could accommodate up to six players and have five different games. Yes. So I just thought that was a really cool concept that they did. And you don't, I mean, you've, I've seen it a few other times, but you just don't see it, especially done to this quality because all the games that I've talked to other people about, all of the games are actually pretty decent, solid games. They have another, uh, I guess we should call it a collection of games uh, coming out. It's supposed to be sometime in 2019. Is that the Alice in Wonderland? The Jabberwocky, yeah. It's the same idea as five games in one box. Um, Don't know much more about it than that, other than he told me that they were making more of them. I have, I saw some, did I see the, I think they had the actual game out just kind of showing people an advanced copy of it at BGGCon. But I was just making a quick walkthrough and I was attracted by Lady and the Tiger because I liked the art in that yeah. so much. Lady and the Tiger is actually 
inspired by a, yeah, short, a short story. story. Yeah. Yes. I don't know the short story, but it is a short story if you're interested in looking it up called Lady or the Tiger by Frank R. Stockton. Yep. Can't say that I've ever read that, but you know what? That's okay. We, we, we can't all read hard sci-fi books. Oh, now this is interesting. Apparently, Lady and the Tiger integrates with Jabberwocky. Yeah. So the two games can Yeah, be, somehow. I don't know. That'll be kind of cool. It might be that if you own both, there's some game that you can play that uses all the cards. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's because Jabberwocky will also be in a nice, small, traveling, mm-hmm. travelable size game. So yeah, look up Jellybean Games and Lady and the Tiger and soon to be Jabberwocky. Uh, I don't think this next one anybody needs to look anything up. I think I think everybody's pretty much familiar with Coup. Yep. If if you're not familiar with Coup, it's a just say that you're the Duke and you win game. Um, you know, I mean, there's some people that get super into this, and I I don't understand it. It's it's a bluffing game slash social deduction. It's fun, but there are people that I've seen that this is their life. Oh. It's like the people that their entire life is secret Hitler. Like, I don't know. The game's fine for what it is, but there are other games. So I'm not going to harp on this too much, but coup, uh, if somehow you don't know anything about coup, it's set in the, uh, a dystopian future. Um, there's taxation, there's stuff. You draw a card, play a card, you do whatever the card says, and whoever has the most money or influence, I guess, is what it, it's not. It's not money; it's influence, right? Well, whatever. Um, it's fun with the right group of people. It's awful with the wrong group of people. Same as any of the social deduction games. The group that I've played it with is pretty all right, I think. But I have played some games where I'm like, "Wow, this is fun." Yes. Oh, teach you? Uh, no, I was still talking about coup, but yes, teach you. Oh. Johnny checked out for a second there. I, I did. Guess. I, I checked out. I don't. I don't really like Coup. So. Teach you, yeah. So Teach you is a game that you're bad at. I wouldn't say I'm bad at mm. it. I have only played it one time, and I'm intimidated by it. So it is a kind of. It falls a little bit in the genre of trick taking, but only a little bit. I think it's more of a ladder climbing partnership game. Uh, it's a combination between bridge poker and some like Indian, not uh, like subcontinent of India game. Yeah. So it, I don't know. Jared, you're familiar with the concept of a ladder climbing game. Correct? I am. So would you like to define what a ladder climbing game is? Um, well, right. So you. Or do you want me to. Do how, how can I explain that? So if, so you if I play, to play a five, you play a six. Two fives. Right. Okay. That's fine. That's not what I thought you were talking about. Well, I mean, that it would work if you played a six as well. It's just you, a ladder climbing game would be you want you to, to one beat up the best that the previous. Yeah. So, number. so if I were to play three of a kind, then the next person would need to play four of a kind in order to beat my three of a kind. Or, or if it was three threes, right, play four yeah. fours or three, three fours. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the idea of a, of a ladder climbing game. Um, and it's a partnership game because just like in something like Hearts or Euchre, you are playing with a partner that's sitting across from you. Clubs. This the, Clubs. I was trying to, I was like, what's another example, another game where this clubs? So the concept of the game is pretty easy to get, but there's a lot of 
little things in the game that I find to be kind of intimidating and maybe other people won't, but there are four specialty cards in the game. It's just a 52 card deck. So that's all there is to it, but it's got these plus these four special cards. There's a dog, a Phoenix, a dragon, and I don't know, it looks like a bird or a sparrow or something. And it has a number one on it. And I believe if you have the number one, it means you, whoever gets that card ends, it gets to go first. If I remember right. All of the different specialty cards have different things that they do. And it's hard for me to understand why you would use them and what situations you would use them in. I'm not going to claim that I have any grasp of strategy for it. Yeah, because like one of them, I think it's the Phoenix, if I remember right, is like the highest card in the game. But if you play it and you win the trick, then the points go to somebody else. Maybe your partner. I don't remember. There's another one that if you play it, it takes the trick, but then you hand off. Then it's like negative points or something. I mean, it's just. There's a Mahjong tile, a dog, a phoenix, and a dragon. The Mahjong one kind of looks like a bird with a one on it. Mm, I guess so. So, yeah, there's there, it's it's really intricate as far as getting strategies. Scoring is um, So the reason it's called Teach You is when you you can either do you can call teach you or you can call grand teach you um basically that's when you're declaring that you can be the first person to go out at like run out of cards you can call teach you at any point in the game but you have to call grand teach you at the beginning of the game before anybody starts playing now my understanding is that rule was added because of something that happened at like some a tournament in 2015 i didn't really do a whole lot of research on that but that wasn't always part of the game. I'm not aware of that. I just know if you call Grand Teach You and you are the one to go out first, you get 200 points. If you aren't, then you lose 200 points. Regular Teach You is the same, only it's 100 points. So, and, and then, then you, you play. Get to 1, yeah, first team to yeah. get to 1,000. So, I know some people that are super hardcore Teach You players and they play all the time. And they're always trying to get me to play with them. But. I'm super intimidated that I will, because I don't understand the different strategies. I really don't. So, but it's a cool game and a lot of people really like it. So, you know, if you're looking for a game that ladder climbing, trick taking, hand management, whatever, you know, check out Teach You. There are apparently lots of variations of this game, according to what I just looked at on Wikipedia. So, um, yeah, the... Good luck. <laughs> uh, this this isn't your grandfather's, you know. Apparently, there's an app for it as well. Oh, I would I would imagine probably. Yep, there's a. I don't know if it's on Android, but it looks you like know what else? One. There's an app for Jondi. What? Jaipur. There is. <sighs> You've been playing it a whole lot. I have. Jaipur is a really, really good two-player card game. That that also happens to be an app. Not that we're talking about the app. Yeah, but. we're not talking about the app's really good. Uh, it's a very good implementation of the physical game. But the physical game itself comes in a relatively small box. It is a really quick game. To, well, not quick game. I wouldn't say quick. Can it's be. not quick to play. I would say it's a 30, 40 minute game. Sometimes. Sometimes it can be as quick as like 20 20 minutes or so. It just depends on how quickly each person takes their turns. It depends on how slow they move those camels around. Yeah, it's it's a set collection game. You're trying to collect certain numbers of the different goods 
in order to trade them in for points. So it's... But you can't sell the camels. You have to include them as... Yes. You can sell cards or trade cards or take cards, but camels are... Yeah, camels you can't special. sell. They're, they, they do other things for you. So, and if you have the most camels at the end of the game, you get extra points that... You get to go on a camel ride! Yeah. I mean, honestly, having the most camels oh, at the, the end of the game that. really, really helps sometimes like push you over on winning the game. The problem is there's a hand limit, so sometimes having too many camels can uh, mess up your... Yeah, because you, you can swap... What is it? Hold on. You can take so, one card or swap two to five cards, right? Yes. Yes. And, but if you take camels, you have to take all the camels. So if there's like two camels out, you have to take both camels. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool game. Yeah. It's a game that. It's a game that I like. You can throw in your bag. Yes. Uh, the next game is a little bit difficult to throw in a bag. It's a little bit bigger than maybe some of these other ones, but it's still it's pretty so small. small. It's just not as small as the other games that we've yeah. been talking about. But I'm I'm on the hype train for it. So whatever, let's talk about it. Welcome to dot dot dot. We've talked about it before. Um, it's my Kickstarter will be d- d- delivering. Soon. Oh yeah. Uh, it's you can play it between uh, I don't know one to a hundred plus players. Yep. I mean, you could do it bingo hall style. You could just have a projector and be like, all right, A13. You sunk yeah. my battleship. I have trouble picturing how to do it just up on a projector because... Well, you'd have the cards flip over on a projector and then everyone at their seat would just look at the projector and then put their addresses. Right, right. It's just... I have trouble picturing because would you have to uh, draw the certain number of houses that are on each... I mean, it would be the same as just playing it if it was just you and I playing with, I don't know, two right, other people right. versus just, 100 other people. There's a certain number of houses on each street. I mean, I, I guess it would work. I just, me being me, I would want an actual. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying that anyone should do this bingo style. Right. But well, I, I believe that they did f- uh, for a charity Gen Con, event. Yeah. Gen Con. Uh, they did... I believe my version that's coming has uh, dry erase. Yes. Yes. Player player boards. Yeah, that was a thing that you could get. I don't remember if I added on to that or if I just got the new sheets. I did the all in because I didn't have the base right. game. Um, I was really irritated every time I tried to buy the game; it was sold out. So yeah. when they had the Kickstarter, I backed it so that I could get everything. Well, it's a lot of fun, and I think that we should, you know, maybe one day we'll play it. And yeah, I played it with you once. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not. I'm not talking about you and I just playing it. I'm talking oh. about in the, in the, in there, in that in room, in your other room. Yeah, in the other studio, in Studio B. Yes, the film studio. Yes. Oh, a love letter is back in print. Everyone. Yep. Was that a print? Because AEG stopped printing it. So here's what I want to know. AEG does not print any of the Tempest games now. Okay. Love Letter was just a game in the Tempest universe. Right. Because they redid the art and made it into the Tempest universe. Um, it looks like the new printing has the same art. So what? what's that about? Because it's recognizable? Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, we've talked about Love Letter a whole lot. Yep. And I don't need to go on about it very much more than this. But if you don't know what Love Letter is, 
it's a draw one, play one type game. And you're trying to get your love letter up the chain of command to the princess. And, um, you'll always lose because someone else will play the guard and you will be forced to lose. Yep. It's a so, game. This next one, Jared, uh, why don't you tell me about it? Because okay. I am familiar with this company, but I have not gotten a chance to play any of their games. There is a Japanese uh, card game company called Oink that produces a lot of very small, uh, definitely will fit in your pocket games. Uh, of note, some of them are A Fake Artist Goes to New York, which is a drawing bluffing game where um, one of the people, one person playing does not know what you're supposed to be drawing and you pass it around, draw one line at a time. And it's going to be pretty obvious who doesn't know what's going on. Well, there's a fair amount of hype around that one too. <laughs> yeah, I see I that really one like on Instagram ever since like Gen Con, I believe I've seen that one on Instagram a ton. So mine, um, most of Oink's games are available in Japanese and English, but I don't know for sure if my copy has English. I don't remember. I'm sure it does. Uh, deep sea adventure. Mm, it's pick up and deliver but it's also got some roll and move so you you have to decide how far you're going you're, you're collecting treasure so you're in a submarine that has limited air so at some point you decide whether or not you want to press your luck so if you decide you want to press your luck you lose air you roll a die you move I'm sorry actually I think there's there's two dice, actually. Well, whatever, it doesn't matter. You roll, you move, um, you look for treasure, you dig through these ruins, whatever. Um, if you get treasure, great. If you don't get treasure, well, that sucks because you only have three rounds uh, to to get the best score and you have limited amount of air. And what's that? You didn't get back into the submarine before you ran out of air? Well, you drop all your treasure and die. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, from the rule book, uh, a group of poor explorers hoping to get rich quickly heads out to recover treasures from some undersea ruins. They're all rivers, rivers, they're all rivals, but their budget force their budgets force them all to do a single rented submarine. In the rented submarine, they all have to say, share wow, I'm having some trouble with this voiceover. They all have to share a single tank of air as well. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I don't normally like roll and moves, but I overlook it for this one. And there's a few roll and moves. There's a few decent it. roll yeah. and moves out there. Uh, they also have this game that I thought was going to be really cool, and it was okay, but it kind of fell flat when we played it, and that's Mask Men. It's uh, like luchador wrestling. Uh, for some reason, Japan is really big on Mexican wrestling, and... I don't understand why, but I love it. And it's it's sort of a ladder building game. Yeah, it's, I would say I would call it climbing with trick taking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have, I don't know, like 12 different wrestling persona masks and you play one and you have to play more than the previous one or you play parallel to and. Oh, uh, Monster Crunch is like that. Um, that's the serial game, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. <sighs> Maskman is neat for what it is but it fell flat it just the 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 people that i was playing it with were like i don't i don't understand what's going on here and i was like well okay (laughs) 
we read the rule book. I explained it to you, I guess, but it's not very well written because it's translated from Japanese. And uh, let me look over here. And the Japanese text says something different. So, okay. I don't know who to believe. Right. But yeah, Oink has, I don't know, probably 20 games. Tomato is really good. Um, let see. What else do they have? Um, what was that? What was that game that Bezier printed and they were... People were saying that it was a ripoff of an oink game. Um, In a grove? Was that the... Maybe? Well, the oh, Insider. It was Insider. I don't remember that one. Right. Well, it's a, Insider is a hidden role game. I, I cannot remember what game they... Uh, well, anyway, there's some controversy that Bezier maybe did something that they shouldn't have been doing. I don't know. I don't like to comment on rumors no try to make it happen not do yeah. um okay well you know what i do like to comment on though tiny things tiny <laughs> tiny epic things whether they be kingdoms or defenders or zombies or mechs or um cthulhu? galaxies they have a cthulhu one too right uh they might be in like production of one I was thinking there was one, but there know. might be one coming. I don't know. I don't, I don't work for them. I don't work for gambling games, but well, do you not? I do not. Oh, I know it's a surprise. <laughs> I know that it's a big surprise. It is such a huge surprise. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. There's about 50 million of these tiny Epic games now, and they are all pretty good. They all play differently. If you want to play a area control game, or if you want to play a, a mech combat game, that's right. A mech combat game, John D. In you've, a tiny box? You've seen how small those meeples are. How do they How do they put mechs in there? I don't know, Jared. Well, no one knows because the game's uh, too mysterious. Because <laughs> it hasn't been uh, sent has, It hasn't to... shipped yet from Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, honestly, I, unless you are traveling and do want to play these games, I would honestly 100% just recommend playing them on Tabletop Simulator. It's an amazing experience. They're, it's probably one of the best official DLCs that they've sponsor. done. No. Although, I could talk to my friends at Berserk Games and maybe get a few Steam codes that we could give away. Well, that would be cool. I'm not making any promises here, but... We'll see what we happens. We will see. Um, tweet at me if you want to want to win one. Well, and on the topic of that, just really quick... When we do finally get the setup to do it, we're hoping to do some streaming of yeah. playing Tabletop Simulator, and then we will invite other people to come play with us. Yeah, in which it'll case, be right there. Yes. In which case, it would be handy to be able to give out some codes to yeah. invite people to come play with us. Well, we will work on that. Um, do not quote me. You don't at me. Well, you can say Jared said he's going to try yeah. to do this. Don't at me. Yeah. Battle Kittens, John D., I don't know anything about that, except that you made me try to play it once and... I didn't play it. Did you not play it? I don't remember. Maybe not. I've played it a few times and... You brought it to a thing that I was at, but I don't remember if I actually played it. Let me look, see if I have a logged play. That won't tell me anything. But yeah, um, what is what is Battle Kittens, John D? So Battle Kittens is... Uh, it's, it's a card game. It's a card drafting game, 100%. That's pretty much the only mechanic there is to it. You are trying to... Prove that you are either the cutest, the strongest, the wisest, or the most agile kittens in the kingdom. And 
you uh, draft your kitten cards and then you have to divide them into squads and then you you deploy those squads into battlefields and pit them against the other players to win either cute or you know all the different types of things and when you're dividing them into squads like that what you don't know is what you're going to be battling for Mm. so you don't know that there's going to be a category for cutest in a certain round okay it's like that ds game um the the dsware game i don't remember what it's called but like you fought kingdom you basically it was kind of augmented reality insofar as if i carry my ds with me and you carry your ds with you and we pass on the street i have to fight your guy and if i win i get some of your dudes but whenever you send the dudes out there, you have to pick like rock, paper, or scissors, essentially. And you don't know what the strong one is going to be well, all, okay, for that in battle. That, in that one thing, you don't know what the strong thing is going to be. Right. Then yes. The, this one, I kind of think of it like a cat show, like a pet show, like where you'd be showing in the fact that you. Have you seen that cat show documentary on Netflix where the guy's like, this is the most beautiful cat I've ever seen. It makes no. me weep. And it's the ugliest cat. No. It's one of those Persians with like the, the smooshed face. Smushy and it's just like the fluffiest, ugliest cat. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Battle Kittens, I have even played sitting on a sidewalk outside of a restaurant waiting for seating. Did that at Gen Con the year that I bought it. And the art is incredibly cute. So it's it's not going to be like my go-to game all the time, but it's one that's, you know, quick to toss into a bag and just just play if you want to play a quick, adorable game. Um, the cat's name is Oolala. Oolala? I don't know. Um, it's... John, D, I want you to just go to Google. Go to Google Image Search. Look up oh it's it's spelled O La La O H space L A space L A and just if you're playing along at home I want you to look at this cat it's not really I guess the ugliest cat I've ever seen but woof he looks angry uh, well you know I think it's the smushed face <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the guy in the documentary is like, it's the most beautiful cat I've ever seen. I've been doing this for 45 years. Um, so I think he, in his own way, is cute, but not. Yeah, I yeah. would not agree with the whole beautiful, most beautiful thing I'm going to cry thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. He, he's. Yeah. Anyway, John D. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I got really. Really off track there, thinking about that ugly cat. Um, we've you you specifically have talked about Robotech Ace Pilot a lot. Yeah, so we don't need to visit a much, a lot. It's it's a dice game. It you you use that you roll a dice and you allocate them to take out different bad guys, yeah. basically. Uh, but it's all set in the Robotech universe. So I think it's a really fun game. It's pretty easy to learn. And it's a very small box. Time's up. Not, no, hold on, sorry, not this, not this time's up. Right. But that's why I did that. The game, But time's the game up. that you were talking about to me recently called Time's, time's up. up. Yes. Time's Up is from R&R Games. It is 
basically you can play it with a, as big a group of people as you want. And you just have a, a number of cards. I think it's like 41 cards. You just have to have an uneven number of cards, basically. And they have words or like titles, things that people would know. Uh, names of actors or names of movies, songs, books, things like that. And there, you, it's played in three different rounds. You use the same cards for every single round so that by the second round, everybody knows what 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 images or what uh, titles or whatever are in the stack. And each round gets a little bit more difficult. You have 30 seconds. You have to try to get people to say the words that are on your card. Uh, first round, you can give whatever kind of clue you want. Second, but you can only do it one, you can only give uh, one clue, I believe is the, I don't remember. The second round, you can only use one word. Right. And the third round, you can't use any words. You can only use motions and, and sound. Like, you cannot say any words. So it, it's a pretty fun game. You can play with as many people as you want. And you can even, if you want to play the game and you don't, nobody has a copy, you, you really... have random scraps of paper in a bowl. Yep. Which you, is how we used to play this yeah. game. So it's, you can even make your own you know, index cards or whatever and just play. Say, hey, I want to play Time's Up, but I don't have... But I do highly recommend getting getting uh, the game's not real expensive and there's a ton of cards in there. So, and there's lots and lots and lots and lots of expansions of it. So. I've also played this game with the Cards Against Humanity uh, white cards. Oh yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. Well, we, we wrote this on here. Uh, I've only played it once. Welcome to the dungeon. Yes, Welcome to the Dungeon is a really quick game. Where you are some sort of... It's like, press your luck. I'm sorry, I have not played this one. I've played Welcome Back to the Dungeon, They're which is the, the same. same game, yeah, but with basically different Basically, you're playing heroes. one of the heroes that you would find like in a Dungeons & Dragons game or something, where you're like a paladin or a, or a fighter or a cleric or whatever, and you are trying to fight your way through a dungeon. Like, you have to fight all these different monsters, and it, it's... There's almost nothing to the game. It's a fun, really quick little game. I don't know how best. So this is a remake, uh, or I guess a re-implementation, of an Oink game. Is it? Yes. Uh, Dungeon of Mandom uh, 8. <laughs> that number's just there, so that it's like Final Fantasy. Interesting. I yeah. had no idea. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a fun little game. I like it. And the art's attractive and yeah it's very i think is it uh yellow that makes yes it? yes yeah yeah so it plays four players i believe that sounds right that sounds right so the last one we want to talk about is another game that you do not have to have a table to play or any friends but your friends will certainly uh, be of help if you have friends yes that also have this game and, and this is friends. actually a really great great game to take to a convention where you're going to find lots of other gamers. It is Maiden's Quest, designed by a friend of mine, Ken Shannon. And I, I love the, the concept of this. Uh, basically, uh, you know, it, it's, it's damsel in distress, but she's tired of waiting to be rescued, so she takes it upon herself to rescue herself. Yeah, I absolutely. That, that's a, it's really, a really great concept. It I love really it. is. I love it. And 
It's a game that you basically, it's a solitaire game. However, when you get tripped up or can't, can't do something in the game, then you can have your buddy that's also playing the game uh, help you out, assist you. Yeah. So it's a really good game to have at conventions where there's going to be lots of other gamers because there will be more people to interact with when you're playing the game. I mean, it's like with, yeah, I don't know, Pokemon Go, where you can uh-huh. just randomly run into people with, with, the, with oh, the app. Oh, no, 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 John D. Uh, these days, Pokemon Go has, has uh, pardon the pun, evolved to oh, the point where you okay. have to be on a Discord channel to coordinate playing it with people. Otherwise, um, you, you will pull up to fight the raid boss and no one else will be there because uh, it's 3.30 and nobody wants uh, a Groudon. Okay. Not that that happened to me earlier today or anything. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, okay. and then I and then I checked the Discord and I was like, okay, there that one. I'll just I'll wait here, I guess. But if you weren't on that Discord, you'd be like, well, I guess nobody wants this cool Pokemon monster. Nobody wants this. Okay. That's how you talk. We you... have a Discord channel. We just don't use it right we, now. That's true. <laughs> maybe someday. Yeah. We'll start using that yeah, maybe, too. Maybe uh, in April when Google Hangouts shuts down. Yeah. All right, Johnny. Do you have a food? Do you have Chex Mix in a in a puppy chow bag? Well, I figured. So the, when you're traveling, <laughs> it's it's great to have little snacks that you can have in your bag or whatever. Yeah. So, um, Jared, what kind of game? What games? What kind of food do you uh, generally? I only eat Cheez Its. You only. I only I eat Cheez Its and TGI Fridays. I have seen you eat other no. snacky foods. Nope. Uh-huh. Nope. Name one thing that you've ever seen me eat that isn't Cheez Its or TGI Fridays. I've seen you eat chips. Yeah, cheese it's your chips. I've seen you eat it. They're crackers. But anyway. Uh, They're crackers. It's it's a great idea. I mean, even if you're just taking a road trip to to toss in little, you know, bags of food or snacks, candy bars. I don't know. Um, why don't you tweet us and tell us what kind of foods you like to take with you when you travel? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, look at those tweets. I'll absolutely look at those tweets. Yeah. And it's also fun. Or not fun. It's also good. When you go to a convention. It might be fun. Oh, yeah. When you're at a big convention, sometimes it's really hard to get out to get food all the time or the food can be really expensive or you want to spend more time in the exhibit hall playing games. So in that case, it's you don't want to skip eating. You don't want to skip drinking. So, you know, bring a thermos or whatever filled with drink. Soup. Yes, soup, gross. Um, or, you know, bring Chex Mix or uh, Trail Mix. If, I'm sorry, if you have a thermos, the only thing that you're legally allowed to put in that thermos is soup. Okay, I, I guess I didn't mean thermos, whatever. Some sort of drink bottle container, whatever. Because you can fill it with water. It's always just good. Have some fruit or, or a Trail Mix or something just to keep, you know, Keep food in you. Don't sure. don't go all day without eating. All right. Well, thanks, mom. You would have to. Do you not agree with me? Mm-hmm. No, I I don't disagree. But uh, if I take time to eat, that means there's less time for me to look at all the cool stuff, right? So, are there any Kickstarters that you're looking yeah. at right now? Jared? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's a secret to anybody named Jason Jett how I feel about this game called Overlords of Infamy. Remember that, John? <gasps> John the Corgi game. Um, yeah, John Jambadam is what I called you, Jamba something Dom. like that. Yeah, the Corgi game. Yeah. Hey, guess what? There's an expansion. Oh. Slash, I think there is also a second printing of a game. I just managed to get a copy of that game like this past year. Mm-hmm. 
It's so cute. Um, yes, there is a base game slash the new expansion pledge level, although no one's um, backing at it. But yeah, yeah, you can get um, a new expansion that adds a dragon. Uh, Overlords of Infamy, if you're unfamiliar with it, you play as one of the evil overlords of this area. And, um, you know, you're not good at being evil. You have kind of Because you're a... Well, sometimes you're a cute, adorable corgi. Uh-huh. Um, you know, maybe you can just be like, um, it's now illegal to not wear socks wet. You have to wear wet socks. It's the evil law. I'm evil. Ha 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 ha. Uh, it's a worker placement slash area control game. It's real cute. And yes, John D is correct. There is a, there is an evil Corgi. His name is Waffles. <laughs> I love his name. It's so uh-huh. cute. Um, he used to be man's best friend, but now he's canine's worst misanthrope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the new expansion looks real cute. And I can't wait to check it out in like six years when it finally ships to me. It won't be that long. It will not be that long at all. But yeah, well, I'll have a link um, down there, somewhere down there, to check it out. And I don't think the video that I did on the first game is available. I think it's hidden. I don't know if it's viewable. If it's viewable, I'll put a link to that as well so you can get an idea about the game because it's pretty cute. And um, yes, there's waffles. Mm-hmm. So since this episode is about games that are small that you can take with you places, uh, one of the Kickstarters that I'm watching right now, I haven't backed it yet, but I probably will. It's called Tangled Timelines. Oh, and yes, I saw that. It, they kind of are calling it a Matchbox series. It says it's going to be housed in a fun and unique containment system, not unlike Matchboxes in your home. So it's small. It is a... I believe set collection style game, but basically the idea is you lead a rescue mission, which transcends time and space. So you are, you're out of time due to, it says an unknown spatial anomaly, but you're sending heroes to rescue other heroes basically. And the art is really fun. And this is a solo game, or I believe you can play with up to four players, but don't quote me on that. So I have a question. Yes. Um, this is 52 cards yes. plus a number of promos. Whether whether that correct number is 54 or 52, I'm not sure. Um, what What's going on there? I believe that the promo pack is going to be maybe ex- uh, maybe it makes the game cards double sided exclusive see back now for an exclusive opportunity to double the size of oh you just double the size of game oh so you get two sets for the price of one uh, well it's not really sets i think it's 52 completely different huh. uh, cards so basically you're getting you're doubling the size of the game okay so it it looks like a pretty fun game, and it's thirteen bucks. Mm. So, 
you know, you can't really beat, you know, $13. And the game is super funded. So they they were looking for $1,000 and they're up to almost $13,000. Oh, so. that's, uh, that is super funded. You're right. Yep. That's more super funded than all those places in New Jersey with all the trash. Um, okay. Do, do, do you get it? No. Here, but me... moving on. The other one that I kind of wanted to mention is a cat game because Jared and I do like cat games. Someone out there got that joke. If you got that joke, tweet at me. Don't so, at me. So I'm not entirely sure that Jared, I'm not entirely sure that you'll play this game. Um, no, just based on the title, you know, um, moral standing. I refuse. Uh-huh. You've played other games that have poop in them. Yeah, and I'm never doing it again. And look, this says featuring pooples, okay? Yeah, they're just little wooden poops. I'm out. Whatever. It, it's a, anyway, <laughs> it's called Too Many Poops. And you are... It, Cleaning it cat crap. I. This says the more cats you have, the more poops you'll get, and too many will lose you the game. Yeah, I mean, that's not entirely untrue. Adopt cats when from you, the pet store, donate rival cats to other players, and use lures to get you the cats that will score you the most. Yeah, this is a game about cleaning up crap. There are six litter box cards. I think that it looks like a cute game. It I'm does. A, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> slightly turned off by it, but at the same time, it's one uh, best tabletop game awards, I, and uh, there's g- fantastic reviews of the game. I'm a little disappointed in the box art but i am told that it is just a prototype that they could it's all the box art is just pretty much all black and white and i think it's a little a little boring but the card art is it's very 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 simple but i think it works for this particular game and it comes with little poop meeples which Mm -hmm. um usually i'm a big sucker for meeples but i can't say that these are cute because they're just little poops but you know it looks like a fun little game and here here's something you'll you that will surprise you jared our friend larry backed it he hates cats <laughs> he, he do you remember he has a dog poop game yeah so i was not surprised yeah that he but this, the fairness doctrine doesn't enter into this he doesn't like cats <laughs> well someone out there got that joke all right. Well, uh, is that it, Johnny? Yes. All right. So we're not going to do this. Just delete that so I don't get confused. And all right. Do you have anything you want to plug? Any any upcoming appearances that you've got going on? Mm-hmm. You, uh... That I will personally be at? Yeah. Not until the end of February. I'll be all at right. Dreamation in New Jersey. Dreamation? Dreamation. In New Jersey? Yes. With all the trash? <laughs> Apparently. Yes, I'll be at Dreamation in New Jersey, and then uh, in March I will be at SaltCon and Dice Tower West. So if you're going to any of those conventions, come find me. Well, I'll be at Gen Con. Um, You can find me on the street walking to my hotel or from my hotel uh, 300 miles away. (laughs) Or I'll I'll be at... We'll both be... No, you haven't bought your badge. For... Geekway. I, correct. I have not. Ooh. Well, Marissa has also not bought her badge yet. Some of us will be at Geekway. Others of us will not. I mean, if I decide I want to go go to Geekway, I'm sure I could make it happen. But yeah, I at this point, I don't know if I'll be at Geekway. All right. Okay, Johnny. Well, uh, I guess until next time. You can eat chit and dice. All right. Good night, everybody.
Eat Shit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license, attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international. So do you think on this new computer that it actually recorded everything, or do you think that it ate it halfway through? If it ate it halfway through, we're just going to post a half episode. All right.